Hey guys, my name's Raquel, and what you just listened to was the type of music from Honduras called Punta. And if you're from Honduras, you know off the top of your head what that is. So I thought, since this is about my country, why not put some of my culture in the beginning of it? Alright, let's get back to Honduran diaspora to us. Hey guys, welcome back to Honduran diaspora to us, where I'm planning to enlighten you with some information about our roots. Whether you're Honduran or not, we all have roots that transcend from other countries outside of the U.S. Hopefully, by the time you leave here today, you'll have new insights of how diaspora influences and builds our current culture. Okay, well let's get started. There are several topic points I want to touch upon today, such as the history of Honduran diaspora and how it led to the placement we're at today, as well as how it affects or influences Honduran immigrants and Honduran Americans based on culture, traditions, language, and much more. Each of my sources provided a unique perspective and points of view on every topic I want to touch upon today. I wanted to get the perspective of some Honduran American youth in the New York State and bounce off some information I've discovered throughout these past few weeks and see their reaction to it. All right, let's meet our guests. Welcome to the show, guys. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like your age, which parent came from Honduras, or if both are. What are you describing your culture, traditions, and roots like? And what do you expect to gain from the information I'm going to provide you with today? Hi, my name is Omar. I'm your snap, OJRZ625, and I am 15 years old. I am Honduran American, so I really don't know much about my culture because I grew up in a household where both cultures are combined. But what I do know are the main things like music, food, dance, religion, and language. But I hope to learn in this podcast more about the history of our diaspora. Hey, thanks for having me. So a little about myself. My name is Kiara. I'm 22 years old. My mother is the one that's from Honduras. And how I would describe our cultural traditions and roots, I guess one thing that seems to stick out is the fact that we're so family oriented. I am the eldest of five siblings, so I was always brought up to treat my siblings as if they were my own. And I guess what I expect to gain from the information you're going to provide to me is some insight on our Honduran roots. And I hope to find out some more information about Honduras. All right. Thanks for telling us a little about yourself. Well, now that we're all acquainted, let's get down to the nitty gritty, huh? (laughs) In the book, The Broken Village, the immigrations of Hondurans to the U.S. are based on two factors, culture and economy effects of immigration. It begins with explaining the idea of Hondurans being attracted to the idea of the U.S. because of the culture's riches, knowledge, and availability of having a future. It later goes on to show how Hondurans brought its own bits of culture to the U.S., adding to the reason why many dream of coming here. Although many people might find Hondurans or any other immigrants coming to this country, for that matter, as a bad thing, Donald Trump, I see it as a good thing because it gives people that were born here in the U.S. a chance to see what life is like and the traditions that our country has that people like me who don't travel can see and experience here. Although it might not be the full experience, like being in the actual place, it gives me an idea of what it is like. 
It's funny you said that. I actually know that my grandmother was the one who migrated from Honduras to the United States. She came here because she was always told that in the United States, it would there was more opportunities to live a better life. And in Honduras, the situation wasn't necessarily great. And she wanted to provide and give her children a chance to actually make it and actually, you know, live out their dreams and live out a proper life. So I understand why many people came to the United States, you know, hearing about riches and knowledge. So I guess I I guess I understand that. Okay, now I'm going to read a quote from the book and you tell me what you think, all right? All right, then. This quote talks about the mixing of cultures, like Honduran cultures being put within the U.S., just like many other Latin and Caribbean and all forms of culture being put within the U.S., okay? So within this atmosphere of cultural upheaving, people try to determine the causes and future directions of these changes, and people debate whether they are positive or negative, morally good or bad for individuals, families, and communities. I find that cultural mixing is a good thing, so it gives our future peoples a knowing of what other countries are so that they have an idea of their roots and where they came from. So I'm hoping I'm understanding your quote right, but what I got from it was the fact that I guess many Honduran immigrants weren't were happy to come to the United States because, yes, there is more opportunities in the United States. However, coming into a whole new country where there's a language barrier and... um not many people that you know or hardly anyone that you know can give off a negative aspect to the idea of coming to the United States, which I guess gives that whole positive and negative to coming to a whole new country. In my opinion, it shows how the culture influenced the determination for a change in life. All right, well, another source I discovered was Honduran Americans. Gale Encyclopedia of Multicultural Americans. Uh, I never heard of that. Huh, Honduran Americans. I guess that would be me, right? Uh, well, I'm more of like a Honduran Ecuadorian American, but it's the same thing, I guess. The encyclopedia provides information on all sectors of Honduran American lifestyle and how the native culture has been brought and maintained in the U.S., One quote from the text that I believe best demonstrates the culture is when it states, Many traditional dances are tied to agricultural or religious traditions. One dance depicts a machete fight between male dancers, in which women intercede. This dance is called punta, the best known Honduran dance outside the country. Emerge from the Garifuna community. God, that took my breath away. It took forever to read, but... Do you believe this demonstrates the culture? What are your opinions on the dance and the context behind it? Yeah, I do think this demonstrates culture, and it's good to know the history of it. Every country has their own dance, and I am proud to say that Puta, oh, I mean Punta, is my dance. Oh my, I absolutely love dancing Punta. I love dancing in general, and I always thought that was because of the fact that I'm Spanish. But I honestly think that as a Spanish person, as a Honduran um person that dancing is a way for us to express ourselves and so yeah i totally get the fact that um punta is uh the best known honduran dance outside the country because 
it is one of our is what we're known for when a Honduran person is like you know seen it's like oh yeah you're from Honduras do you know how to dance punta and it's like yeah I definitely do <laughs> I believe this is powerful because many families like my own who have descendants from other countries like Honduras make it a large factor in their culture to know the love to dance Okay, so my next source is a peer-reviewed scholarly article. It's titled, A Framework of Understanding Multicultural Identities. It discusses a research project conducted to see what experiences an adolescent faced within and out of school. According to the article, it was based on how students identified or portrayed themselves and how the community around, around them or their surroundings affected them. So basically, depending on how they fit into their demographic. Based on the information just given, how do you think the research project played out? Um, so me personally, I find it awkward for me to say that I'm Honduran because I am like one out of 20 people in my school that are actually Honduran. So it's a bit awkward for me to say because most people are like Puerto Rican, Dominican. And I, when I say I'm Honduran, people are like, you're from where? So, so it's, it's pretty awkward for me. So I feel like it plays out in a similar way for the kids in the experiment. Well, I would think that one's background would affect a person's life in general. So where one comes from and, you know, who they identify as would affect their whole life. Interesting. Well, you weren't that off, but here's how it actually played out. So closer analyzation revealed that unpredicted discourse which emerged to connect two different themes um ongoing and interrelated homeology within pain and privilege so this displays how factors in an individual's life based on their background can affect their entire life whether it's at home in school or you know by yourself yeah i had a feeling that would happen and that definitely makes sense so how you, you know, were brought up and where you come from would definitely affect your life, would definitely affect who you are. So I totally get that. The last source I want to provide <laughs> the last source I want to provide you with today is by author Marcos Carciras. And the article he wrote is called Wake Up Call to Honduran Diaspora. It discusses about the current issues occurring and affecting Hondurans. He gives small comparisons to Honduras and the U.S. based on how people um, people rally off on any little problem. So any little problem, people take it out of proportion. The idea of there being many people working hard in agricultural and other jobs like any other country, but they're viewed as lazy because the government has lost control. Some people believe that if they travel to the U.S., they'll spread their negative effects. And this is how some people in the U.S. view the, the immigrating of Hondurans. In Marco's article, he rebuttals this perspective by saying Honduran diaspora is an example of how people took their pain, solemn, and losses, traveled to America, and created new beginnings with their roots, displaying how it wasn't people who are lazy, but the system that was faulty. Do you agree with his argument? Why or why not? 
Yes, I do agree with Marco because Hondurans are not lazy. They're just seen as lazy because the government has been going downhill for so many years. These are working people being given a bad image is not their fault, but coming to America gives them a new chance that lets them prove themselves. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with his argument. I don't understand how anyone who's working hard in agriculture or any type of other labor jobs would be considered lazy. How is that lazy? You're literally physically working all day. But I do respect all the Hondurans who came to the United States and, you know, brought their pain and losses and were able to start and create a whole new life, a new beginning. So... Yeah, I definitely don't think that they were lazy. The system was definitely faulty. Welp, that's all the time we have today, folks. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and all our guests that came today. I also hope you learned a little bit more about Hungarian diaspora or diaspora in general. Stay tuned again next week where we discuss the meaning behind Catracha or Catracho. And the story behind our favorite food, baleadas, that was once considered a poor person's meal. Bye. Don't forget to email us now. Bye. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to, you know, my, my first podcast. But since we started this on Spanish music, let's end this with some English music because I'm a Honduran American. So why not have a little bit of both?